Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes it down. Frank Clark. Clark the shark. It's Jaws. On the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Right on a corner pattern for Williams. And the pass is intercepted. The Honey Badger got him. And did I say Rivers hadn't thrown a pick yet? He has now. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Where it's at. Mahomes has time. Here throws it long. He's got a man in the middle of the field. Watkins, 15, 10, 5, angling left, touchdown, Kansas City. Here's Jay Binkley. And the Chiefs get the W in Las Vegas. The first time that those two teams ever meet in Sin City. That was the 121st meeting. Chiefs got victory 66 over the Raiders. You know what that is? That's a Chiefs record, a franchise record for the most wins over any opponent in team history. I'm Jay Binkley with the AP postgame produced by the sensational Kramer Sansone. We'll hear from Josh Klingler, sideline reporter of the Chiefs tonight. We'll hear from the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney tonight. We'll check in with the Chiefs locker room in Las Vegas. And we'll hear from you. Silverstein Ice Center phone line, 913-576-7610. Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer text line, 913-576-7610. Speaking of text, some of you guys got to get a grip, man. You ever heard that saying, it's not my first rodeo? If I had a nickel for every time, Kramer, we saw people giving up on the Chiefs, middle of the game, blah, blah, blah. They suck, they suck, they suck. Let me remind you of something. Write this down or save this in your memory bank. The Chiefs have lost one time in the last 378 games. They came in tonight, and I get it. The defense was not good tonight. And they'll, have, they'll be answering questions. For some reason, the Raiders just a mismatch with the Chiefs. Derek Carr hadn't thrown for over 170 yards in three straight games. His highest two games against the Kansas City Chiefs, but the points per game against with this defense was sixth in the NFL coming into tonight the number one in the NFL in scoring offense. But they were six in scoring defense. Didn't work out tonight, but you know what? They got the win. If I'm a Raiders fan, I think I'm I'm more concerned about my defense than I am if I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, yes, I'm concerned about this defense, but the Chiefs racked up 460 yards. The Raiders, 364. The Chiefs had almost 100 more yards than the Raiders. The Chiefs had 36 first downs. That ties a franchise record going back to 2004. Mahomes in this offense has never done that. The biggest uh, play of the game was 22 yards, that touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. But it shows where the Chiefs are at this point. And it shows where Patrick Mahomes is at this point. The game comes down. And yes, the Raiders were celebrating that touchdown to Witten at the end. And I said to myself, be careful, Raiders. Be careful. You remember what happened to the 49ers in the Super Bowl? You know, pretending to take the picture of the team. It looks silly when you get beat. And you get beat because number 15 continues to build his legacy on the other sideline. Pat Mahomes sealed up the MVP, in my opinion. Forget about Russell Wilson. He fumbled twice the last game. He still got the win. But he didn't lose any of those fumbles. And going before that, the last four games before that, he has 10 turnovers, seven picks, three interceptions. Get out of here, Russell. That's an MVP because that's what MVPs do. 
They go on the road, the teams with the winning record, 6-3 and three and feeling good about themselves, and you cut their heart out. Mahomes cut their heart out tonight. Don't forget, Chiefs or the Raiders last year were the darling of the league. They were 6-4, and four, and everybody was talking about them. What happened? They lost five of the next six. Andy Reid now is 30-4 against this division since 2015. It is complete mastery against this. He's now 19-3 in revenge games when he plays another team for the second time. Excuse me, 18-3 in rematches. He's 19-3 after the bye. Very close numbers. 19-3 after the bye, 18-3 in um, rematch games. And I keep hearing this, this thing, this thought. Well, you know, and I've even seen it on our text line. Well, you don't want to see the Raiders in the playoffs. You don't want to see this team again. Really? Really? Chiefs have won 11 last 13 against the Raiders. Yes, these games have been close. They won in Kansas City, and it was close in Oakland. However, if Demarcus Robinson comes back to that ball, Chiefs score a touchdown or a field goal at the end of the first half. We're not sweating the end of the game like we were, in my opinion. And also, the Raiders got away with that stupid... Uh, Derek Carr was in the box, and they didn't call intentional grounding, which is completely a ridiculous call in this game. But you don't want to see the Raiders again is what they say. And they say, sure you do. Andy Reid is good in revenge games. He's also good in the bye, and also that game's not going to be in Vegas. Derek Carr's going to have to come outside and play. It's not very good. He's 0-6 when it's less than 40 degrees. He's lost his last 10 games when it's less than 50 degrees. And I will tell you this, in January, Kansas City is going to be colder than 50 degrees. It's going to be colder than 40 degrees, unless we have this anomaly day. But who knows what the hell? I mean, <laughs> it's a weird year. Maybe 2021 is going to be weird, too. I don't know. Maybe it'll be nice and sunny and 70 degrees for all I know. I don't know, but it's probably going to be cold. And you got to win in the cold. If you're going to be a winning quarterback, you got to be able to win in the postseason. you got to win in the cold. This is the things you have. But Pat Mahomes got the job done. It reminds me. Brett Favre sitting with Sirius XM last year on Brett Favre's radio show. And they talked about that killer instinct. And Brett was talking to Aaron about how he's now in that realm where people fear him on the other sideline, leaving him too much time. I used to fear leaving John Elway too much time. I would fear that. Oh, no. Let's not celebrate this. John Elway's over there. John Elway's over there. And I've seen this before. I've read this book. I've seen this movie. He can come back and win. Now they're scared of the hell of Patrick Mahomes. You don't leave him too much time. He's got six game-winning drives. The Raiders knew what was going to happen in Kansas City. It was fourth and one at the end of the game, and they went for it instead of punting. They were smart. Because you give Patrick Mahomes enough time, and the stat still goes, he's never lost by more than one score. <laughs> more than one possession, he's never lost a game. That is insanity. You think of some of the greats of the game, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Tom Brady got drilled a couple of weeks ago against the Saints at home. Worst defeat in his history, 38-3. That does not happen to Patrick Mahomes. What you have here is special. What you have here is a guy that's already going to win the MVP twice and a Super Bowl MVP just like that. Make no mistake about it. Patrick Mahomes is the most dangerous weapon in the NFL. Last three games, 1,137 yards passing, 11 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey continues to build his legacy as the best tight end in this game. 26 catches, 395 yards, and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, the last three games, 24 catches, 318 yards, five touchdowns. Tied for the end, or actually, he's in the NFL lead at this point. 36 first downs, though. 
That's insanity. But you know what? We'll get to the defense, too, because the defense was not great tonight. It wasn't good for either team. This is a bad game. They said defense back tonight. It was not good. But now it's time to hear from you. Let's go no huddle. At the 40, foot race 30. See you later. It fade route right side. It's intercepted. Intercepted. Got it at the 20-yard line. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. That's right. It's the Silverstein Eye Center's phone line, 913-576-7610. It's brought to you by Evansville Distillery, Independence, Missouri. Let me tell you something. Smooth bourbon for the holidays. That's what I'm talking about. Let's hear from you, though. You've heard from me. Dear Chine. Let's go to Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reggie? Man, man, man. I'm just, uh, to, to, to take a line from Bill Self, uh, you're more relieved in the win than you're excited about at this point, you know. Um, I The defense concerns me. Uh, the last two weeks, they've actually been a little bit concerning. Um, and I don't think this is a, a, a very talked about point because, you know, of Mahomes and the, the warts that he covers. But uh, they just didn't look good tonight, man. And, and, and I was a little bit disappointed because after a bye week, you would think they'd look a little bit better than that as a team. And I think even Andy Reid went over and gotten they, got they behind after, like, the second or third drive. And like, yeah, hey, man, so did Chris Jones. So did Chris Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, y'all, y'all got to pick it up. Like, that's concerning. Um, so, so, so to me, the, the biggest game of the year, in my opinion now, is going to be the Buccaneers game because I, I want to see how they, how defensively, how we come out and adjust. Uh, because had we lost this game, man, I would have had to avoid 610 all week, ESPN all week. I would have had to uninstall Bleacher Report because all the NFL will be talking about is the Raiders are back. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, I was kind of nervous about that, too. Plus, I made a bet with the guy in Las Vegas, a radio host, that if they won, if the Raiders won, I'd have to do a victory lap wearing Raiders shirt around Arrowhead. Now, he's got to do it around Allegiant Stadium wearing Chiefs gear. Oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. Now, and my last point is, I also would have thought we would have come out with a lot more piss and vinegar given the, uh, the whole uh, 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 victory lap thing. Like I don't know, I don't think I don't, like who are they? Nipsey Hustle? Like this is Vic, y'all doing victory laps around stadiums now? So like, yeah, I, I, I'm glad we won. Obviously, it's a relief. I don't have to. I live out here in the West Coast, so my phone is silent tonight. But the defense let me down a little bit. You know um, what though, Reggie? It did me too. And we'll talk about it. There's defense. This is what this is what the NFL is though. There's these disappointing defensive games. You know, but here's the deal: you can go ahead and give the Chiefs the AFC West crown. It's theirs. Raiders three games back. Denver's not going to win it. Chargers aren't going to win it. The Raiders would have to run the table, and Chiefs would have to collapse down the stretch. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So they're five straight AFC West champions. They've lost one game in 378 days. But listening to some of your reaction, your tweets, your you know, your text I'm getting, it's like it's like you just started watching football today. You haven't seen this team do this again. Some of these texts I get, you got to be embarrassed. Honestly, you would be embarrassed if you had to admit to people what you send to our text line. Because you're talking about this team being a joke and all that when they've lost one game in the last 378 and they won a Super Bowl. Yes, it was a bad game, but be honest. You got a quarterback to win games at the end. We've always wanted this. You got Joe Montana. You got John Elway. You got better than that. 
Get Pat Mahomes. Derek Carr, America's darling right now, threw the interception at the end of the game. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes. But seriously, some of you are embarrassing yourselves. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Good morning, Bing. What a game. Uh, great pullout win and a great uh, uh, game-winning catch by Travis Kelsey and uh, their dirty, dirty Dan with the interception. And, uh, and uh, congratulations to Le'Veon Bell. First touchdown as a Chief and two touchdowns by Edwards. And i got to admit, the Chiefs came close a few times in getting car Frank Clark and, and uh, Chris Jones. But uh, they'll, pull it, they'll pull it to get out. And we own Tom Brady. Steve Spagnuolo will have a good game plan. You know he owns Tom Brady. Take care of yourself, Bing. All right, Dan, there you go. Couple big moments. That fourth and two was huge, man. That fourth and two at the Raiders 48. They ended up getting a touchdown on that with Le'Veon Bell. That was Le'Veon Bell score when they got that fourth and two. Huge, huge moment for the Chiefs. You know, they got it. You know, I was thinking of what's going to be the play of the game, and I didn't want to do it in defeat, but it uh, didn't matter. Did it in victory. For the Kansas City Chiefs, phone line open for you now, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Batman. What's up, Batman? Mister, how do you like uh, hanging out after midnight, Bing? I love it, dude. <laughs> I just need some bacon. Yeah, and gravy. You know, this was old school, brother. It's like... And some sausage. The bat is pretty old. And everything, and this reminded me of the old uh, division classes that we used to have. Yes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it was old score. Uh, the Raiders, you know, they, they hang in there pretty good. They got a real good team. They got a lot of good people on there. Uh, I think we're on that roll again, man. You need a tough, really tough game like this. Uh, one that you, everybody knew was coming and was going to be tough, but, I mean, we got prepared for what we got in the future. And I think we're going to roll on in and do just like we did last year, bro. Raiders are a good team. I'll give them some credit. The big difference between the Chiefs, they're not ready for primetime yet, though. They're just not. And you got a quarterback that can't play when it's cold. Sure, he plays nice when it's indoors. That's great. Indoors, nice and comfy, 70 degrees. Let's roll the grass in at Legion Stadium. You're great. Get your ass outdoors, Derek Carr, and you're in your last 10 games I, I big difference still mad at us for when we hurt his hand you know what i'm saying you know uh that he was doing pretty good that year and we and uh, he we hurt his hand and stuff and it uh, kind of like stopped him but he's got like a vendetta against us that's what i thought you know he played good real well against us but like you said no, he did I, i'm shocked they didn't use henry ruggs more i thought they would utilize that speed I and mean, this is like cheetah like speed like henry ruggs and cheetah would be a good race like, that's how damn fast Henry Ruggs is. They didn't utilize him that much, in my opinion. They should have utilized him more. The deal of it is, is we didn't have to show very much because this was like a, a heavyweight bout, you know. I mean, it, we settled in there. We've done it with uh, everybody in the division. And lots of times the teams, uh, one team's way better than the other one, and it doesn't matter. Our division brings out the best. Man, I just, well, wish, yeah, we had, we, I just wish we had a shot at Pittsburgh in the regular season, Batman. That's, that's what I wish we had a shot of. 913-576-7610. Phoenix, Sandra. Bing. Hi. Darling. <laughs> Listen. It's the first time I've been rather, called that in like seven years. No, stop it. I would Honestly. rather, of course, 58 to 3 or 58 to nothing. However, this is very sweet, and I'll tell you why. There's nothing like giving the old silver and black fans, especially the online Twitter idiots, hope. Sweet hope, and then opening up a box of Morton salt 
and pouring it on them, and then they cry and shrivel and disappear like floods. There's so, a lot of tears in Vegas tonight. There are there's weeping across Raider Land, and mm. let me tell you. And Derek Carr's brother David is probably in the fetal position on the NFL Network. Oh, what happened to Derek? Oh my God, what happened? Oh, I hope he does dare show his face tomorrow because I've got the popcorn gift. What happened to Derek? <laughs> He's my MVP. The Raiders are going with the Super Bowl. What happened? Patrick Mahomes happened. Raiders. Yes, exactly. We're so happy and so blessed and Raider Nation. That's all I got for you. Thanks, Sandra. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for calling me darling, darling. This little song, you don't call me darling, darling. 66 wins now against the Raiders. It's a very significant number because going into the game, if the Chiefs won, they will have had more victories against any other opponent in history. And obviously, you play the Raiders twice a year, and they've always been in our division. So it goes back. It's an AFL rivalry. The Raiders and Chiefs are synonymous. It goes back. It is the rivalry. Uh, This rivalry is not going anywhere. I do believe, you know, I sat here patiently. All right, what teams were ready to make the jump? It's not the Broncos. Listen, Vic Fangio, not the guy. Drew Locke, maybe, but not with that coach. Anthony Lynn, no. Justin Herbert, I do believe he's the real deal. Uh, the Raiders, they got a legitimate coach, and they have a legitimate GM in Mike Mayock. Just a, I'm still waiting to see on Derek Carr. People keep telling me he's going to be great. Yes, he has these good seasons. And then all of a sudden he doesn't. And then he does. And then he doesn't. But to be a great quarterback, you got to be cutthroat. You got to win indoors and outdoors. You got to win when it's hot. You got to win when it's cold. Because guess what? It's football and it's meant to be played outside. And it is. Unless you get lucky and you play in a dome and you get to the bottom of the season. Or I mean, it could this year. I mean, Tampa, New Orleans, you know, if they have the top two seeds, be playing in warm weather, playing in the dome in New Orleans, or playing in warm weather in Tampa. It could happen. It could happen. Let's go to Chase in Roland Park. What's up, Chase? Hey, how's it going? Good. Awesome, man. I mean, as far as the game tonight goes, I mean, uh, it was a tough win, but I think you got to give a lot of credit to the Raiders, man. You know, for the last, you know, eight, eight years or so, we've really kind of rolled over them, and they've really put together an incredible team. And on top of what you were saying, you know, with John Gruden, you know, forget the Chargers, forget the Broncos. The Raiders have been putting together a team to where they're making the rivalry back to what it used to be. You know, ever since 2001, Maybe, I think, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I caution you, be careful. This team uh-huh. is 6-4 and four right now. Last year, they were 6-4. and four, And everybody uh-huh. loved them. Then they lost five of the last six. They went potty down their legs. So talk to me at the end of the year about the Raiders. Talk to me at the end of the year about the Raiders. I don't know what they're going to do because last year they were six and four and put on the depends because they peed down their legs. So you got to do it. I'm from the show me state. You got to, you got to show me. No, I, I, I completely agree, but I think they're on the, they're on the upswing. I mean, John Gruden is a legit coach and he's putting together a team. And as far as Derek Carr goes, I've been on the fence with Derek Carr. You know, he's hot and he's cold. He's hot and he's cold. But this year, he's putting together a career year. 
And he threw an interception any- at home against the team when he at the end of the game. He throws a pick. Mahomes throws a touchdown. I mean, he, hey, he wait a minute, no wait a minute. Talk to me about no Derek Carr when he wins like a damn that. game when it's less than fifty degrees. He beat he beat us at Arrowhead. Like what? Like five, yeah, five but it's the NFL. Teams down. lose games. Talk to me when Derek Carr wins when the weather's cold. He can't do it. I'm not going to say he's a top 10 quarterback. No, no, no. You tell me he's lost his last 10 games when it's less than 50 degrees. He's (laughs) 0-6 when it's less than 40. Is that what you're saying is a champion? I'm not not saying he's a champion, but he is becoming a guy you can build a team around. Is he a top 10 quarterback? No, not, 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 not at all. But if you were to if you were to have you know the thirty two quarterbacks in the league, you cut it off at you cut it off at sixteen. Would you say he is in the top sixteen or the bottom sixteen? Oh gosh, the quality quarterback play from the bottom half up. I'd say he's in the top sixteen. So he's, yeah, it, I'd put him at sixteen. I, I, I agree. Maybe a little bit higher. So he, he's having a good year. I mean, he's beat the Saints. Yeah. He beat the Chiefs. So go give him that. But again, again, warm weather days. It was nice. And when, when weather's good and the, the conditions are great, you can play. I saw Patrick uh-huh. Mahomes, a kid that played high school football and college football in the state of Texas, dominate I mean, in snow. I mean, yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, a, is an anomaly. I mean, well, he's you know what, though? And that's rule. why if you're the, in this division, you got to worry about playing 15. Everybody in this division knows that Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. He signed that big contract. He's not going anywhere. And that's what they're doing. They're chasing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are that carrot at the end of the stick, and they're chasing it, and they're trying to get to it. Let's go to Pam and KC. What's up, Pam? Hey, Bink. How you doing? Good. Just one quick question, and, and yeah, I'll take Mahomes in the snow any day. Uh, do you think the Raiders would have had a chance to win that game had Gruden not flubbed up his timeout in that, uh, when he challenged? You know what? There were, there were several things there, but honestly, I think the biggest thing was the miscommunication there and Demarcus Robinson, like not going where Mahomes wanted him to go. That was an opportunity for the Chiefs to get seven or another three. They could have double dip touchdowns there by scoring in the third quarter or fourth quarter. I've never seen anything like it. That third quarter, they just dominated the whole quarter. They certainly Each did. Each team got it one time. That was beautiful football for the Chiefs offensively. They were they were just cutting the Raiders up. Thirty six first downs. That is a lot of first downs. And there was a stretch they were getting nine yards, nine yards, nine yards. Again, this offense is not to blame. The defense, I was very upset with, and special teams, I was. It seems like every time they're back on special teams, they commit a penalty. You know, on the return teams, it's not been good. And I thought the lack of tackling and not wrapping up was a big problem. It's great they held the Raiders to less than 100 yards rushing. But then again, the Raiders really didn't get the ball a whole lot in that second half. Well, in my opinion, even though even though the Chiefs had as many first downs as they did, I still think they eked out that game. Well, it was a good game, Pam. Thanks for the call. But uh, 35-31, Chiefs now a three-game advantage over the Raiders. They've split now. Uh, the Chiefs had seven games remaining, four on the road, three at home. Now they have three on the road, three at home. Six games remaining with a three-game lead. That is a ton. That would be a bunch in baseball, but in football, it's even more as the Chiefs steamroll 
to their fifth, fifth straight AFC West title game. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, defensively, I wasn't happy with it. I mean, they were not putting the pressure. I want to see Derek Carr on his back. And this is a situation where Trent Brown, their right tackle, didn't play. He's their best offensive line. He's one of the best offensive line in the AFC. He didn't play. And Cleveland Farrell didn't play. And he's the one that really harassed Mahomes. He's on the COVID list. He really harassed Mahomes back in Kansas City. He had nine pressures. They had 22 pressures in that game. Keep in mind, the Raiders came in with only 81 pressures all year. They had 22 in that game. That was an anomaly. It was impressive. Didn't get the job done, though. Big T and Shawnee, what's up? Yeah, hey, uh, hey, Bing. Thanks for taking my call, man. What a what a woolly blend today, baby. We we came back and uh, you know, we it comes around, goes around like we were talking about. But you know, Friday night you left us with that golden nugget. Said, hey, everybody, with sixty five wins against the Raiders, you called it, Bing. Now we got number sixty six. Mm. It feels really good. Mm. You know, we we you know the road goes through Kansas City. We got that division. You know, we own that division. What that's thirty thirty and four. That you know, he just keeps up piling up the numbers and and Bink, you know. <laughs> I don't know what people are freaking out about our defense. They should be freaking about Pat Mahomes, the MVP-tastic Pat Mahomes, the leader. Don't talk about him about carving up the other team's uh, defense. You know, it, it, you can say what you want about the Chiefs, but when you got the MVP and the best player in the league and the guy doing what he's doing, your defense is going to be okay. You'll make a few plays. But this guy, you can't stop him. You can't stop Travis Kelsey. And you can't stop the Wizard drawing up them plays. How about Andy Reid? Woo-hoo, way to go. Andy Reid. And you know, what you got to do when the Chiefs go running wild on you? Nothing, Pittsburgh, because you got five conference uh, uh, teams left to play. You got a few losses there. The Chiefs only got three. This is a huge win tonight. Way to go, Chiefs. Let's just keep on taking care of business. And way to go. Way to go, Patrick Mahomes. MVP-tastic. And as always, let's go, Kansas City Chiefs. Nice call, Big T. I really like that play. Pat Mahomes goes in motion. Kelsey gets it and shovels at the Pringle. I felt Pringle should have gone to the right. He goes to the left, get tackled. But regardless, it would have been a beautiful thing. When we come back, it'll be the play of the game. Don't forget the play of the game. The call Fesco in the morning, 930. Name a player involved in a player of the game for a $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with a chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese. Kramer will be answering your phone because Kramer will be here in Fesco in the morning. I'll be here with Fesco in the morning because I'll be on with Josh Klingler tomorrow. So call us. Plus, we'll check in with Chief Sideline reporter Josh Klingler. But the play of the game, be listening. It's next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. A remarkable acrobatic scramble. And the kick is good. He got it. A 41-yard corner you by Mazarese Jewelry. Mazarese Jewelry, in the business of forever. 34 seconds to go in regulation. Robinson Hardman to the right along with Kelsey. Darrell Williams, the lone setback. Raiders rush four. Mahomes retreats. Steps up into the pocket. He throws it late for the end zone. Kelsey wide open. Touchdown, Kansas City. Why not? Mahomes to Kelsey again to take the lead on a 22-yard touchdown pass with 28 seconds to go in regulation. That was the voice of uh, Mitch Holtus, the play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You heard that game on 106.5. 
The Wolf, you call in at 9.30 in the morning, the Fesco in the morning. Name a player involved in the play of the game for a $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with a chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese. That capped off a seven-play, 75 yards that took a minute 15 off the clock. That 22-yard reception was the biggest play of the game on offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. It sealed the deal at 35-31. to Outstanding play of the game there by Travis Kelsey. That connection he's got with Mahomes is absolutely ridiculous at this point. Their timing, Travis Kelsey going the opposite way sometimes to help his quarterback, it's unreal what he is doing. As a matter of fact, you think about what he's doing. 26 catches for 395 yards and two touchdowns in the last three games. I mean, that is absolutely unbelievable. But now it's time to go out to the Silverstein Ice Center hotline the most trusted eye doctors, we go out and talk to Chiefs sideline reporter, Josh Klingler. Josh, good evening. Well, Josh, Chiefs get the win. Pat Mahomes does what we think Pat Mahomes can do, and that's lead a touchdown drive at the end. Did you sweat at all? <laughs> I thought the Chiefs were going to get points. Um, you know, it could have been a field goal, but that's not the Chiefs mentality, right? They love to to push this thing towards the end zone and get a get a touchdown in that scenario. I think a lot of teams will settle for uh, going for three and going for the field goal and playing for overtime. That's not the Chiefs thinking, and uh, that makes it very difficult to stop. So I was really confident they were going to get at least three in that scenario, but uh, it was cool to see them go for the uh, go for the TD. Boy the, boy, the end of that game as well, really the whole second half of this game was unusual. You know, both teams only had one possession. The Raiders didn't even finish their possession. The Chiefs haven't let up a touchdown in the third quarter all year because the Raiders ended up scoring when the quarter turned to the fourth. But that whole third quarter was Chiefs possession and then the Raiders until they scored. I mean, this thing was just back and forth, back and forth, literally till the final minute. Yeah, I was joking uh, off the air um, with the with the guys during one of the breaks that we got to the fourth quarter in, in, in Oak, or Oakland, Las Vegas, uh, scored that, that touchdown. I said, well, this is probably a key drive for the Chiefs. They might not get the ball back again. I mean, they had two possessions in the third quarter, so uh, one each each direction. So, yeah, that was one of those, uh, you know, had to absolutely maximize each and every possession. And, um, hey, I think the Raiders did a lot of good things again uh, in this matchup with the uh, with the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's two really good matchups with the Raider team that seemingly matches up well. Uh, with the Chiefs, I can I can throw a lot of praise for some of the things the uh, the Raiders did tonight, and then uh, you know I thought the Chiefs you know got the big play defensively as well at the end from Sorensen when it mattered most, and and then obviously to be able to run a two minute drive like that is is pretty textbook. You know you know I've, I've seen the reaction of Chiefs fans, and you know I've even heard it tonight on the show, and I've seen it with our text line. Everybody's upset with the defense, and, and rightfully so. The defense wasn't playing well tonight. I mean I think they would admit it as well, but. If you're a Raiders fan, your defense was worse. The Chiefs ended up at 460 yards. The Raiders, 364, almost 100 more yards for the Chiefs. Not only that, but the Chiefs had 36 first downs, tying a franchise record going back to 2004. So, yes, when I see this, hey, wait till the Chiefs play the Raiders again, are you sure that's what they want to wish for? Because, well, first of all, you didn't stop the Chiefs, and secondly, Derek Carr has lost his last 10 games when it's under 50 degrees. That should concern them because that game will be outdoors. Oh, okay. I didn't know I didn't know of the uh, the temperature stats for Derek Carr. I don't want to see that team again. I don't want to see that team <laughs> in the uh, in the postseason because seemingly they do a lot of things well against the Chiefs and certainly they make the uh, the defense uh, struggle again tonight. 
Uh, second matchup with the Raiders, they've been able to create no pressure on that on the quarterback. And, and, and Derek Carr, if there was pressure, was able to, for the most part, kind of tiptoe out of it um, and, and do a really good job of kind of finding his receivers, uh, but was way too clean for a second straight outing. Uh, credit, you know, the, the, the Raiders' offensive line, they played really well. But uh, the Chiefs' defensive line, I'd love to see them you know, get after the quarter. They did not make uh, Derek Carr com- uncomfortable for the second straight time. And I know they talked about it last week. They wanted to get him off his spot and get him uncomfortable. They didn't do a- enough of that again tonight. And then that leads to some, you know, the, the ability to kind of see down the field a little bit. They did do a better job against the run tonight. Um, so I, I, I will give them that. And then being opportunistic, as Andy Reid mentioned after the game, being opportunistic and getting that, that big play, that closing play, that, that interception. One of the few mistakes uh, Derek Carr made tonight uh, was on that, that final uh, pass and that final interception, and they made him pay. Yeah, the clean pocket. The Chiefs, I think, were worried about that down the field, uh, you know, getting behind them. But seemingly we saw a lot of wide-open receivers, both for the Chiefs and the Raiders tonight, uh, a lot of blown coverages uh, from both teams. As far as that concerned, you're right about the rushing. The Raiders only ran for 89 yards. This is now four of the last five games. They've allowed 104 yards or fewer. Uh, the only exception in there was Denver when they ran for 144, but that was a blowout from the Chiefs. So if there's anything that I want to start seeing getting corrected going down the stretch, it was the run defense, I guess, Josh, because you know that really, that really helps you in the time of possession game with the other team keeping the football so long. Yeah, and I think the Raiders are a very competent run game, and they've been they've been running the football awfully well uh, recently as well. So uh, I'll, I'll take that as as a victory. Yeah, certainly some things to shore up. I don't know. Sometimes you have a team that matches up really well. Seemingly the Raiders match up very well with the with the Chiefs. I mean they are um, what six and three after the uh, after the game tonight. So um, that that's a team that that just got, seems to give the Chiefs trouble. And uh, and so I'd just as soon avoid them for, well, six and from, four. Uh, from here on out. Well, six and four now, but they do have the easiest schedule in the AFC. So, yes, it's very nice the Chiefs have that three-game cushion on the Raiders. But, you know, going forward, we looked at the Chiefs' schedule, and all of a sudden, you know, Miami's been winning. And I know the day's not a great example, but but got to go to New Orleans, got to go to Tampa Bay. You know, two teams in Tampa, New Orleans, you have to think of a legitimate shot of being in the Super Bowl in the NFC, and you got to play them on the road. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Drew Brees um, is a – Well, we lost Kling there for a second. No. We lost Kling there for a moment. We'll have to get connected back with him here. Let me see what we can do. with. Uh, we lost uh, Kling. Well, I tell you what, we'll see Kling in the morning for sure, but uh, – yeah, hang on one second here. Can we get Kling back on the phone line? There we go. Mahomes, 1,137 yards and 11 touchdowns. Kelsey, 26 catches for 395 yards and two touchdowns. Tyreek, 24 catches for 318 and five touchdowns. I cannot say which one is more impressive because those are all just outstanding numbers. Yeah, really, really good. I mean, I think I think I think Kelsey's having a heck of a year. I think Tyreek Hill has shown some different ways to be uh, just a dangerous wide receiver. He had a couple catches tonight, I think, that I thought were just incredible. Um, uh, outstretched, you know, kind of fingertip grabs and, and his ability to use his hands now as well. And, man, he, he had a really, really solid game tonight. And then, uh, and then Kelsey's just 
just pretty much unguardable. Whenever you kind of need something, um, you obviously can go and, and get it from Travis Kelsey. And his ability to, to, to find those seams as well, to, to get himself open, uh, pretty incredible. But I, I, thought, I thought you saw the, uh, the quarterback as the MVP tonight and um, taking back over the, uh, the, the MVP race. If there was any, there was any doubt, uh, he's probably the favorite. Uh, now for the uh, for the MVP, uh, rightfully so. Hundred percent. So I think that's going to be the topic. He's taking away the MVP. We're talking to Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, also co-host Fesco in the morning. You hear daily here on six ten Sports Radio, six to ten a.m. And I will be sitting in with Kling tomorrow, so you'll hear the both of us tomorrow at six a.m. There you go. I'm going to rouse you for an early conversation tomorrow. All right. So get some sleep tonight. Let's talk some Chiefs, okay? Sounds good. All right. Good night, Kling. There you go, Kling. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Clay. And Kramer will be here, too. Kramer Sansone will be here in the morning, Fesco in the morning. We thought about just uh, staying here tonight, to be honest with you. Uh, we're unsure what we're going to do or go find a Waffle House for a couple hours or find something to entertain us. But, man, that was uh, quite the win for the Chiefs. Exciting. That, that brought the nerves. It's football, man. Right at the end of the game, they had to enjoy that game nationally. Of course, tomorrow one of the topics is going to be the Chiefs defense. It's, they're going to talk, and the Chiefs still win. With this defense, but I'll say this. Total defense for the Chiefs was 14th going in this game. They were 29th against the run. They allowed 89 yards rushing tonight. They had been averaging 138.4 against them. Their passing defense giving up 215.7 yards. Carr went for 275 on the night. But sixth in points against, 20.3. So they had been good. Their third down percentage, 11th in the NFL, giving up 39.3 on third downs. And as far as the Raiders' offense, they were number one on third down. 50% is what the Raiders were. The Chiefs um, third on fi- on uh, on uh, third down percentage on offense. So that's there. But obviously, we're going to talk about defense. Special teams wasn't good in certain situations. The blocking's not there. The Chiefs getting these penalties on third down. I do think Derek Carr got a, a break. On a second and 10 with intentional grounding. Should have been third and 10 in that situation. But all is not lost. The Chiefs didn't win. Or the Chiefs won. But Demarcus Robinson, I felt, didn't have the greatest of games. Sure, that fourth and two was huge that Demarcus Robinson got. But I felt he should have come back to the ball there with Mahomes. It didn't happen. McCole Hardman, we did see him step on the field. But I didn't expect a lot from McCole Hardman because he's been on the COVID list. Sammy Watkins was a guy that we had hoped to see this week. Sammy Watkins, if you want to go back to uh, this week, he's got that hamstring and calf injury, missed the sixth game. He's a full participant in practice on Wednesday. Give us a little hope that Sammy Watkins is going to come back. And he's big, and Travis Kelsey's been taking advantage of that. That's what Andy Reid even said this week. You know, Pete Sweeney had asked uh, Andy Reid about the situation about Sammy not playing, he says, well, you know, Travis getting some of those, and Travis does. Because Sammy Watkins would go in the middle and get hit and whatever. He was kind of one of those sure-handed guys that's not afraid to go in and get hit. Then he was a limited participant in practice on Thursday. Then you're starting to say, okay. Then a limited participant Friday in practice. And then he got the questionable designation, and that's never a good thing. I will say this, though. The Chiefs went out and signed old friend Stefan Wisniewski who was the highest-graded interior lineman when he played for the Chiefs last year, won a ring, started the Super Bowl for the Chiefs, went to the Steelers in the offseason, got hurt a little bit. Steelers waved him. Chiefs went out and signed and picked him up. This is a guy 
that comes in here for depth or even start for the Chiefs going forward. So some help is on the way with an old friend that knows the offense extremely well in Stefan Wisniewski for the for the Chiefs. But going against the run, yeah, you'd like to see them improve at certain times. There were situations that the Raiders had to throw, and they knew they had to throw the ball in this game because the Kansas City Chiefs were going to score every time. That's what you felt like when the Chiefs and Mahomes were on the field. You felt at any single point this team was going to score, and that's the way it was going with the Chiefs. And I felt there for a while every time the Raiders had the ball, they were going to score as well, just like they get the first touchdown of the game. It's a little bit concerning, but overall, the Raiders averaged 3.4 yards a carry. That one in the round with Henry Ruggs, he got 12 yards. But Josh Jacobs, 17 carries, 55 yards, 3.2 a carry. Devontae Booker, 5 carries, 16 yards, 3.2. They were not giving up average on runs. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 4.9 on his 14 carries and 69 yards. It was good to see Le'Veon Bell who got in the end zone, seven carries, 25 yards, 3.6 per carry, got that catch as well. I look forward to him being more inclemented and sprinkled in with this Chiefs offense as he had another weapon. But I do believe Sammy Watkins, when he comes back, will be a really nice addition for the Kansas City Chiefs as they embark on some tough games at Tampa, at New Orleans, at Miami still. Winnable games at home. But Andy Reid, exceptional on the road. Get the best winning percentage on the road. Over 600. Let's go to Neil and Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? Hey, Bing. Oh, man. I don't have too many words tonight. I'm just going to say, holy crap. Thank God we got the win. Patrick is just, you know, I mean, there are no words. Patrick and Travis together. Those guys are just unbelievable. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess if there is one positive to take away from the defense is, yeah, they did a decent job against the run, right? I mean, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, just thank, thanks for taking my call. Have a great night. God bless. And uh, thank God we got the win. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, 89 yards rushing, it helps in time of possession. It does. It does. But Patrick or uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Travis Kelsey combination – the chemistry with these guys, you've heard other coaches talk about it. Just this uncanny ability and chemistry between these guys. Travis Kelsey's having one of those good years. Whether you're a receiver or you're a tight end, he's right up there at the top. He just is. And last year, he was number one in the AFC in receiving yards. And a lot of people really don't realize that, that he was that good last year. It's not just this year. Don't be blown away. And you know that Travis Kelsey getting all these yards this season. He did it last year as well. He came into the game sixth in the NFL, and the entire NFL in receiving yards was 769. That was what he came into this game with. Second in the AFC, only behind Stephon Dix. But last year, you look at what he did, and through the whole NFL, he was fourth. We're talking a tight end finishing fourth in the NFL in receiving yardage. Number one in the AFC, it went Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, then Kelsey. Right ahead of Devontae Parker. I mean, that is unbelievable stuff. Speaking of Travis Kelsey, here he is after the game speaking to the media. Hey, next. Hey, Travis, congratulations. Game like this. Come on, man. Um, 
Well, you know, you're always in it. And that, and that's the biggest thing is that, you know, you can go out there and, uh, and uh, create energy, you know, um, with a purpose, uh, knowing that Coach Reed and, and the offensive staff is gonna are gonna put you in a good position, and uh, sure enough, one five is uh, is always ready for the moment. So you just got to make sure that you're uh, you're staying true to to the scheme and uh, staying disciplined within the scheme, not trying to do too much, um, like I did the last time playing the Raiders and it hurt us, and uh, this time just kind of staying on track with uh, with who we are, knowing that who we are is good enough, and uh, it showed out there today. Let's go next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Travis. Uh, what, can you tell us what you said to Andy uh, uh, after the touchdown? I, I think you went over and rubbed his shoulders and, and uh, maybe suggested he put you in the right place. <laughs> uh, well, not, everybody kind of gets a little tense in those moments, right? So, you know, just got to gotta loosen the guy up a little bit. You know, uh, we're, we're always talking about fire up, man, get ready. And uh, it seemed right then and there that uh, – we had it in the bag, so it's just um, just having fun with the big guy, knowing that uh, we uh, we all it was a team win. You know, we all uh, we all accounted for this one. Let's go next to Steve Walls. Good, Steve. Hey, Trev. Uh, this Raiders team isn't the same team that we've seen over the past few years. Uh, talk about what makes this team, you know, so difficult to play. Besides the fact they are your rival. Um, to be honest, man, they're they're they're. Uh, this is the best Raiders team that I've played since I've been in the league. Um, very well coached. They got a whole lot of great players over there, um, and they play well together. Meaning, offensive, defensive, and special teams—they're all—they're uh, all coming together and they're all playing their tail off. And uh, you know, we knew it was going to be a fight coming into it. And um, I'm just proud of the guys in, in, in the locker room uh, that were in white today, and, uh, and we came away with a very, uh, very hard-fought win out here in Las Vegas. Like we've got four left. We'll go right down the line, starting with Harold. Good, Harold. Travis, uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, you discussed Mahomes at the end there, but just throughout the game, you know, how frustrating was it seeing how back and forth it was going? And did you feel any pressure? Just, okay, we have to score on this. I know you want to score on every drive, but you felt like you had to score on each drive because you knew the Raiders were having success offensively too? We know we know what we're capable of, and we have uh, we have the ultimate firepower on offense. And um Scoring every drive is a is a mission. It's 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 the expectations that we set for ourselves. So uh, you can't get frustrated. In him. I mean, that's a good football team. So you gotta you gotta be able to you know battle through the ups and downs of a football game, knowing that it's sixty minutes and it might take you all the way down to you know the last minute to find a win. And and that's what happened today. Next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey Travis, I know you've mentioned before how playing quarterback allows you to see the coverage yourself. Can you take us through what the covers the Raiders were showing you on that last drive and why you were able to get open for those two big receptions, including the touchdown? Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of got tricked on it because I thought it was a middle field open look. And uh, when I got through second level, which is, uh, which is the linebackers, when I, once I got through the second level, I, I felt an opening on the opposite hash. And, I mean, um, <laughs> might as well go where the void is. You know, I feel like uh, I, I see and I feel what, uh, what Patrick sees back there in the pocket sometimes. And uh, sure enough, I mean, it was, uh, it was right on the money. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Travis, uh, can you take us through that final drive? I think you only got to third down one time and only second down only twice. Um, did that thing go, other than maybe the play you just talked about, did that thing go about it, about the way you planned it? Um, I mean, I feel like they had been playing uh, pretty similar defense uh, the entire game. And I mean, uh, over the course of three or four quarters, I feel like we pretty much uh, had a good grasp on how on how to attack it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you got one five back there making plays. So, 
It's uh, and he, he kind of turns it up, and then and, and when it really matters the most, and uh, it was uh, it was out he was out there showing out tonight. Go last to Matt Derrick. Good man. Hey Travis, you were now one of two in your career passing. Uh, <laughs> what can you tell us about that play and the and the throw to Pringle? You know what's that what's that play called, and how how long long you been guys been working on that? Um, it went in, I think on, uh, on Thursday or Friday, it's called slot machine, right. And, um, yeah, I was hoping that, uh, we would have hit all sevens on that son of a buck, man. Nah, God. But, uh, Pring was out there just trying to make a play and sure enough, we got some positive yards, which is, uh, which is the best. <laughs> always a play. I like it. Andy Reid always puts these plays in, you know, the week before it was Mahomes going in motion. Getting the snap, spinning around, throwing a touchdown pass this week. It was Mahomes going in motion. Kelsey getting the ball. He used to be a quarterback, and Kelsey underhanding it to Pringle. It was unbelievable. But the Chiefs did something else. Uh, second consecutive week, the Chiefs offense recorded the 300-yard passer and two 100-yard receivers. Mahomes, 348 tonight. Kelsey, 127 receiving yards. And Tyree Kill, 102 receiving yards. And last week against the Panthers, Kelsey, 10 for 159. Hill one or nine for 113 and two touchdowns. And Mahomes, 372. Mahomes now has 349, 372, and 416 in his last three games. 1,137 yards and 11 touchdowns. It's really remarkable when you think about what this team is doing with those type of things. And what Andy Reid is doing with this team, Chiefs now 9-1 and one on the season, five-game winning streak. This is the eighth consecutive year the club has had a minimum of a five-game winning streak during their regular season under Andy Reid. Since Reid's arrival, the team had streaks of nine straight wins in 2013, five in 2014, 10 in 2015, five in 16, five in 2017, Five straight in 2018 and six straight in 2019. Now five straight in 2020. It's unbelievable. Andy Reid 18 and three in revenge games. Team beats him. He beats him again. 30 and four against this division since 2015. Now 19 and three after a bye, and he goes to six and five in the regular season against John Gruden. A history that goes back. When Gruden was in the NFC with the Bucs and Andy Reid with the Eagles. Andy Reid now 5-1 and one against John Gruden since he's been coach of the Raiders. Now, they've met one time in the postseason, 2002 NFC title game, and John Gruden's Bucs got the best of Andy Reid's Eagles 27-10 in the NFC title game. This is going to be fun. This is what we thought would happen when John Gruden became the coach of the Raiders. I think we're still unsure about Derek Carr even though the rest of the world seems to like the way that he's playing right now. And he is playing good football. He definitely has good football against the Chiefs. Did have the pick, the Dirty Dan, at the end of the game. And it's wait and see what he can do when the weather gets cold. That's the real question. What can he do at that point? We'll talk to uh, Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, when we come back. Plus, touchdown Kansas City with Mitch Holtis next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Chiefs get the win 35-31. to 
First time they bet the Raiders in Las Vegas. The Chiefs come out victorious. Andy Reid down 30-4 and four. Since, since 2015 against the AFC West and gets a 66 win over the Raiders. It's more by the Chiefs than against any single opponent. Let's talk now to the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. You can hear him on 610 Sports Radio. As our Chiefs insider, his name is Pete Sweeney. Good evening, Pete. Jay, what's going on, man? Any sweating by you? I know you've <laughs> seen, you've read this book, you've seen this movie. I wanted to um, see it, though. I wanted to see it. A minute 43 in a timeout, I wanted to see it because I wanted to see it in the first Raiders game, but they ended up getting that first down. I wanted to see this, and I saw it. Yeah, I, I'll i be honest. I mean, I write the game story so that we can post it as soon as possible at Arrowhead Pride. I ended up writing it three times differently. It really? It seemed like the Raiders were going to win, and then the Chiefs were going to win, and then the Raiders. And anyway, it was going back and forth, and uh, eventually the Chiefs pulled it out. I, I think it was good to see that Patrick Mahomes could push this team to victory, but I don't know. I just think we already know that i i mean i i'm taking this game a little bit on both sides like i'm i'm pleased that the chiefs were able to get the victory and and they were able to avenge the victory lap but we kind of build this as a blowout because we think the chiefs are, are just a way better football team and i just wrote in my rapid reaction at arrowhead pride the defensive side of the football is very very concerning right now um, I don't know how you could look at this game and feel like you'd be comfortable heading into the playoffs if they started right now. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, and, and I think Chiefs fans and the Chiefs are fortunate that they have about five or six weeks here to figure out what's wrong with the defense. Well, they've never given up over 30 points the last two weeks, 31 to the Panthers right, and 31 to the Raiders, 31 exactly. They keep scoring over 30 points, though. In their 10 games, they only have three games. Yeah, or they haven't scored at least thirty points, so they're still putting points on the board. I don't know though. I I know the defense wasn't good tonight, and special right. teams with the penalties. But here's the thing with the Raiders. Yeah, I want to give them a lot of credit, but I'll be honest with you: if I was doing this post game show for the Raiders, I would be concerned that the Chiefs had a hundred more yards of offense. They had right. thirty six first downs, and you really kept them in check. Twenty two yards was the biggest play of the game, but it kind of would concern me that uh, they could not stop this Chiefs offense. I think what's different, though, to me is Mahomes does this to everybody. Derek Carr doesn't do this to everybody. Derek Carr coming into the game was the last three games he threw for 100 and change. Yeah. And so I, I just worry about the Chiefs' pressure. Um, pretty much not pressuring Derek Carr at all. They're investing in the pass rushers right so that's what has to be good because that helps every other level of your defense the pressure wasn't really there tonight uh tackling is still an issue at the second level secondary had a tough night it didn't seem like legerius Sneed is ready to go full go so they were sort of mixing him in there uh bashad breeland didn't have a, a nice night i'm I, look i i'm i there you know the team is nine and one it's it's hard you're 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 picking and you're nitpicking here a little bit, but the goal in Kansas City each and every year now is to win a Super Bowl. So you got to kind of look at it that way. And the Chiefs can't afford, if they want the bye, to lose a football game. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 10-0, and so I just wish they wouldn't 
be playing with fire like they were these last two games. I just really expected a better effort from the defense tonight. We just didn't get that. I, you hope to see it next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, they kept in less than three yards of carry. I guess if there's one thing that's going in the right direction, it's that for the last five weeks, they've allowed 104 yards or less running the football. So I guess that is a positive right. going the Chiefs' direction on defense. If there's one silver lining on D, I think that would be it. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs is very, very good. And so, I'm look, it's not a complete disaster. They got the win, right? They were able to hold him to 31 points. But it it's not an issue when you're maybe facing marginal teams or teams that are, like, right on the cusp of the Raiders. I worry when you get to the AFC playoffs and you're down to the final eight teams or the final four teams in the AFC championship, that's the best of the de- the best. People are playing their best football at that time. And it just is like this. Like we've seen this one-sided thing before. It's called 2018. And it, it cost the Chiefs because Brady and that team were able to get the ball first in overtime. I don't want it to be left up to a coin toss again. And I don't think any Chiefs fan does. And if you don't want it to be left up to a coin toss, then you need to be better defensively down the stretch here. It, it jumps out to me, Jay, because last year... Week 11, we were on the radio together. That was the L.A. Chargers game where mm-hmm. at halftime the defense really felt like they finally turned the corner, and that's when they began to hit their stride. I think we're still waiting for that moment, and now we'll be waiting for that moment with it being week 11, week 12, and beyond. I thought it was interesting that Tyron Matthew tweeted out that he um, wasn't really like feeling good in this game, and he was happy that the other Chiefs picked them up. The fortunate thing for the Chiefs, and this is something that if you want to write home about, it's I think they have the best quarterback, head coach, tight end, wide receiver in the NFL. So it's going to take a perfect storm to beat them. It just concerns me for the upper echelon teams of the NFL. I'll tell you what, the the secondary really shows me, Pete, they they, they have to have a pass rush. If they're going to be a viable secondary, they've got to get to that. And the Chiefs were doing good at least at getting pressures on the opponent. I mean, the Chiefs... When you looked at pressures this year, they were seventh in the NFL with 92 pressures. The Raiders were uh, 13th with 81. 22 of those came in that first game of the Chiefs. Cleveland Farrell didn't play tonight. He had nine of those. But pressure in the secondary, because that's been the strength of the Chiefs defense is the secondary. But I'm telling you, man, this secondary is so contingent upon getting quarterback pressure that if you let the quarterback have a clean pocket, this is the result. Right, and I again, what just is a little concerning about it is like now it's on film twice. I mean, the people can go and look and say, look, Derek Carr, and Kramer knows this, like Derek Carr doesn't throw the football down the field, and now he's doing it twice against the team. So if, if you're able to curve them on the line, just sit there and wait for someone to get open downfield, and it's going to happen because there is a lack of experience in the secondary. It worked for the Chiefs last year because Tyron Matthew was playing out of his mind. He was lifting some of those guys up. But you're seeing what happened happens when your big money pass rushers aren't really getting as much pressure as you need. And then if Tyron Matthew is not playing, he kind of is the glue for your secondary. So one thing leads to another. Like I said, it wasn't good tonight, right? But there's weeks to figure it out. But it comes to a certain point where you play with fire too much. That's when you end up getting burned. I mean, I don't want to see the Chiefs lose their second game and all of a sudden you're two behind Pittsburgh. That single bye week really changes the game, and a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, it's going to make games less important. 
it actually in a way makes games more important absolutely you know if you have a second bye week then you have a little bit more room for error the chiefs are playing right you know with a very very narrow room for error right now well, you know, Pete, with this game and the way the Chiefs play, they'll have the Bucks next week. And Tampa Bay, obviously, we know that that's a, a good football team that could put points up. But I got a lot of comments on the text line tonight, and I've seen it on Twitter. Uh, wait till you see the Raiders again. We're not done. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's wait a couple things. First of all, the Raiders are 6-4 and four last year, just like they are now. Yeah. And they lost 5 of 6. So I'm from the show me stoat. Show me that you can finish strong, which they have an easy schedule down the stretch, but it's the NFL. You don't know what can happen, but right. here's the thing that we both know. Derek Carr does not play well in cold weather. That's not just a, what some people on the radio are saying. That's fact. He's lost his last 10 games under 50 right. degrees. He's 0 six when it's less than 40 degrees and the road to the Super Bowl is probably going to go through Kansas city or Pittsburgh and those two cities don't exactly have sunshine and 90-degree weather in January. Completely agree. And my concerns aren't really with the Raiders. Uh, no offense. I mean, they're not. I, I don't think the Raiders are a better football team than the Chiefs. By the way, if the season ended right now, the Chiefs would host the Raiders at Arrowhead. Anyway, um, what I'm worried about is more so the Chiefs of themselves. I mean, I, I just think they're so good on the offensive side of the football it would be a shame for the defense to be so bad and for it to be somewhat of a repeat of of 2018. And and you're dealing with the best of the best in the playoffs. That's my only concern. I still look at the Chiefs, and I think they're the best team in the conference. But the way the schedule is kind of shaken out, it's it's crazy now. We have a 10-0 team, and they have, you know, an okay schedule to end. I, I'd like to think they drop a game, but it's not impossible that they go undefeated now. So you just got to keep taking care of business. And I think just getting right on that side of the football would make me feel a little bit better. Is the MVP race over as of tonight? Yeah, yeah it's over. I mean, this is, it's silly. Uh, I, I saw someone, I think it was Mike Greenberg of ESPN a few weeks ago. He did this really good segment where they, they ought to just rename it the Patrick Mahomes Award. Because uh, he's just in another class. I, I think we've seen that. I, it's it's in, it's incredible. And this is something else I just wrote at ArrowheadPride.com. Kansas City, and this is the beauty of it, Kansas City faces that scenario in, like, the Alex era, which was a really fun time because the Chiefs were finally good and in, play, in the playoffs and whatever. But you get that three-point deficit, you're hoping and praying that this thing gets to overtime. You're hoping that Alex can will his way with one timeout to field goal range where they can kick a field goal and maybe you're able to figure this out. You know, this or, this was a situation where Patrick Mahomes hit the field and you look at the clock and there's fear in the Raiders. It's not just, oh, okay, you know, uh, we're worried about him getting the field goal range. It's like, no, Patrick Mahomes has the ball now. There are less than two minutes in this game. He's going to go win it. That's what you're dealing with, and it's 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 just Mahomes and everyone else and the rest of the NFL. And he has this raw talent and this very, very special talent, and he's got the perfect head coach to take advantage of it. And it it is an unfair combination because you, you see this game tonight, and the, the Raiders played well, but it's like you have to play exactly perfect, mistake-free football to – have a chance to beat this team because of Mahomes, Reed, and what they're able to do with Kelsey and Hill. 
Well, big test next week. You're going against Tom Brady, a defense that's third in the NFL in yards allowed in the Bucks. But I will say this. They came in the night a couple slots behind the Chiefs, giving up more points per game. But you're going to probably see a good defense in Tampa. And you have Tom Brady that's not mobile. We all know he's not mobile in the pocket. The Chiefs need to create some sort of pass rush on Brady because they were able to do that when they played against him uh, last year. And not so much in the AFC title game two years before that. But right. this is a test for him. And you look at these games. New Orleans, okay, New Orleans is playing good football. They started Taysom Hill today. He looked good. They they won the game. They're going to be getting Drew Brees. And it looks like Drew Brees could come back by the time the Chiefs play the Saints. So, in my opinion, another good test because the Saints and the Buccaneers are two of the best teams in the NFC. So, now the Chiefs get tested against those guys. The Bucs are a good team, man. I. You know, I'm I'm actually excited to watch them play tomorrow against the Los Angeles Rams to kind of scout for, for sure. the week. I they got a lot of weapons. I mean, we talked about how young the secondary is. I mean, you think about Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski and Chris Godwin and what they can do on the ground. I mean, this is a more talented offense than the Raiders would be, and the Raiders were right with the Chiefs tonight. So I'm excited for it. I I really look at it really them and the Saints as potential Super Bowl previews, which is always fun because, you, you know, you watch the game and then you'll be thinking about that game if they are to meet in February again. So uh, excited to watch the, the Bucks tomorrow, and, and let's get ready for a big week in Kansas City. Well, if we're wishing for a Steelers loss, they have the Ravens on Turkey Day. Uh, the Ravens mm-hmm. have not been playing good football lately, as you know, Pete. They do have to play no. at the Bills in a primetime game. And they have the Colts, which the Colts have been playing teams well. So there is an opportunity, but I I mean, I I see two losses, the max. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's going to come down to tiebreaker situations with the Chiefs because they both finished 14 and two Steelers could easily finish 14 and two. Hey, this is the best start they've ever had in their history, but it's nowhere near the best team the Steelers have had. You never know what happens on Thursday. I know we're looking at it as this Thanksgiving game. It's a primetime game, a short week. You never know if the Ravens can kind of get back. Sometimes you see these games and you think you know a team, and then the team, because it's a short week, they just dump the tape and they end up playing better on the short week. So let's see. I still believe in Lamar Jackson. I think they can have a good game against the Steelers. And if not that, I I was just mentioning, and, and I kind of gasped out loud, the Colts all of a sudden are a team that really looks among the top three or four in the conference. I mean, you could compare them a little bit with the Buffalo Bills, but I'd almost take the Indianapolis Colts right now with the way they look today. And that was a tough win that they had today, Jay, where they had to sort of rally back. They blew it. How often do we see that type of game where the team that blew it loses in overtime? So good on them to win. It's Chris Ballard's unit. Chris Ballard, the personnel man with Kansas City, really good guy. Uh, Nice to see from afar. I think that's somebody you root for when they're not playing the Chiefs. So uh, let's see what they can do against Pittsburgh as well. It's crazy. According to Adam Schefter, the Colts overcame a 14-point deficit in this game. The 2020 season now joins 2015 as the only seasons in NFL history in which a team has overcome a deficit of at least 13 points to win in each of the first 11 weeks of the season. It's been the year of the comeback. Year of the comeback right after the playoffs comeback. You remember the Chiefs, I don't know if you remember this, Jay, but the Chiefs were down a few points in each of their playoff yeah. games. That's what they like to do. You can hear Pete Sweeney, 715, with Fesco mm-hmm. in the morning on Tuesday. And then you can hear Pete 
at 11 a.m. with Cody and Gold on Friday, but not this Friday because it's the day after Don't forget our special edition uh, of the yep. Arrowhead Pride Radio Absolutely. coming on Wednesday. We're going to the... finish it with, we're going to talk some turkey turkey dinners, some Thanksgiving sides. Uh, where, you know, what, we'll, we'll maybe do a Facebook Live after, have some have like a pie test. It's sure. be a big night. I'm excited. AP Radio, 6 to 7 Wednesday night. And uh, we've had the Le'Veon Bell show. We've had the DeAndre Baker show. This week right. we'll have the Tom Brady show. That's right. All right, Chase. Smell you later, man. Yeah, all right, Pete. Take care. Cut that, please. I hate when he does that. I don't like that. Thanks for Pete Sweeney, I guess, joining us on the Silverstein Eye Center's phone line. But don't forget, this was a quote from uh, Paul Gunther. He was the defensive coordinator that swatted that ball down when Pat Mahomes threw it out of bounds. The Raiders' defensive coordinator. They, the coordinators speak every week, as you hear, you know, Dave Tobe and Biennemi and Spagnola on 610 Sports Radio. Well, the, the Raiders coordinators will talk once a week as well, and Paul Genther's their defensive coordinator. And remember, the Raiders had all those guys on the close contact list on COVID, and the Raiders continue to have a COVID problem. Regardless, they were going to have some of their defensive players on Zoom meetings this week, and I will caution people because I saw some people text that about it. NFL teams don't hit each other very hard anyway in practice. They only have 14 padded practices during the season. You play 16 games. Do the math on that one. But I did uh, I did several shows in Las Vegas this week where I talked Chiefs, and they'd retweet them and say, uh, you know, we, we're, we're going to talk about the Paul Gunther comments and at three guys in the garage joining us to talk Chiefs and Raiders. So I was like, oh, what the hell did Paul Gunther say? Well, I went back and listened, and this is what the defensive coordinator of the Raiders said. Before this game is played, how do you go about planning for this game, not knowing? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, uh, you know how we can beat these guys with a full lineup at practice, let alone three quarters of your lineup not here all week. You know what don't they have? We're playing the world champs. What don't they have? They got a great quarterback, great receivers, great tight ends, lines physical, and they're coming off a bye, so it's a daunting task. You know, I know one thing that. Uh, we're going to show up at 520. We're going to 100% because that's what we do. So we'll get these guys ready to play. Whoever's out there at 520, they'll be ready to go. So he's going to make excuses before they can play the Chiefs. The Chiefs have played the Raiders now three straight years after bye weeks. I don't think the Raiders are real wild about that situation, to be quite honest with you. But they didn't have that problems. As I'm watching the highlights now and seeing Le'Veon Bell look good today. Didn't he look good in his cuts and some of his patience? He had tonight when he was running the football and the good hands out of the backfield. I think we're going to see more and more Le'Veon Bell as, as we go forward with the Kansas City Chiefs. No question about that. But uh, big thanks to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, joining us. Well, it's time to go back in the locker room now. Locker room sounds are always brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Let's hear... Well, you know what? I want to hear from the quarterback, Pat Mahomes. Here's what Pat Mahomes had to say because he was really the man of the hour leading the Chiefs to a comeback win. Hey, Patrick, uh, can you take us through that final drive? Um, you, you got to third down, I think, once and a second down only twice. Did that pretty much go the way you guys planned it? And, Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the guys executed well. We were able to make plays happen. The only time that we, we didn't make a play is when I didn't pick up a protection when they brought a little fire zone pressure. And so, uh, uh, that, uh, like, 
that's a good football team, and I think guys have stepped up whenever their number was called and made plays. Um, and also, um, I mean, obviously you're thinking touchdown there the whole time, but does that take a little pressure off you when you get into field goal range, when you're down three, knowing that you have at least that in your back pocket, uh, you, you don't have to force anything at that point? I think there's steps. I mean, uh, the first step is trying to get in the field goal range. I mean, uh, knowing that's three-point game, uh, you want to make sure that you're executing the offense, moving the ball down the field, and uh, giving Harrison a chance to tie the game. And then once we got in the field goal range and we still had time left, uh, uh, I knew that I, I was going to hope that we had a couple shots at the end zone and, and we were able to find uh, Kelsey on that last one, and, and he made a big play. Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick, I'm just wondering, um, when you see that the Raiders score the go-ahead touchdown, what, what's kind of the first thing that enters your mind? I mean, I know what the objective is there, but what, what are you thinking at that point? Uh, that we're going to score. I, I just didn't know if it was going to be overtime or we were going to win it. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Patrick, congratulations on the win. Um, beginning of last year, we had kind of joked about, like, McColl and, and not running and you being out of structure, and it, and it sort of seems like since that moment, the entire team has adapted to you and, and the different things that you can do for, that are out of structure. Just how has that happened over the course of time, and how does it help you guys in moments like this, especially when Kelsey's adjusting to sort of um, where he thinks you're going with the football? Yeah, I mean, it's big time. I mean, uh, to be able to execute the first play, and then they talk about being able to execute the second play as well. I mean, uh, guys, when I scramble, they get to their landmarks, they get in my vision, and uh, I try to give them uh, chances to make plays. And it's a huge part of our offense, and uh, it's something that we work on in the offseason. And I think we've built chemistry with bringing the same guys back uh, year in and year out, and Beach does a good job of that, and so that we know where, where each other is on that football field. Go next to Herbie T.O.B. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick, uh, Travis tells us his play was called slot machine, right? And uh, as a guy who's mastered the underhand throw, uh, how would you evaluate Kelsey's uh, execution of that play? I, th I thought he did a good job. I mean, he was able to sell it, uh, get the underhand throw on that inside shoulder and, and give Pringle a chance. We actually had a design to be a little tighter. <laughs> and so I think if we'd, have, if we'd have been able to get it a little tighter, we'd have got that, we'd have got that touchdown. But uh, uh, it, it, was, it was sweet. I, I was even open a little bit in, in the flats if, if he wanted to sling it out there as well. Connects to Vahe Gregorian. Good, Vahe. Hey, Patrick. I'm sorry if you answered this. I, I, I had something else in my ear, but I, I wonder if you could just try to uh, describe your relationship with Patrick, uh, with Travis, the way that you guys seem to just have an intuitive knowledge of, of each other in, in these key moments. I, I know you've described it many times, but it seems like there's something really special there. Yeah, I think he's, he has a great understanding of not only zone uh, zone and man coverages and how to get himself open, but how to be on the quarterback's timing. And I, I think that comes from him playing the quarterback position and him uh, uh, having the years and the experience. And I think you're starting to see that with guys like Tyreek as well. And so uh, if, if, if we can just keep evolving and keep getting better and better year in and year out and game by game, uh, we'll be a hard offense to stop. Go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. I told us he felt a little more tension in the stadium this week. Be honest. I mean, you had to get this one. You, you wanted to beat your rival. Was there a little extra juice this week? Yeah, I mean, there was no doubt we wanted to win. And I think the guys came to play. And, uh, I mean, like I said, that's a great football team. Uh, teams uh, beat a lot of good football teams, in, including ourselves. And uh, we had we needed everything we had to, to win this football game. And uh, we have a, a great, great football team coming up this next week. So we're excited for the challenge this next week and moving on to that one. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Darren and then Nate. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Patrick. A, a couple of things. What was was there some miscommunication between you and Demarcus uh, towards the end of the half where you had your interception? 
because uh, I know you all didn't cover the spread tonight for someone who who, who uh, worries about that. Um, and then also, you know, more seriousness, you all had 10 penalties tonight for 89 yards, a couple of personal fouls. Uh, how do you all clean that up before your next big game next Sunday against Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, uh, the one with D- with D-Rob, uh, it was kind of a miscommunication on mine and his part. We, we, we allow a lot of freedom in this offense, and so – I was thinking he was going to come back to me, but he felt the pressure of the guy on the outside, and so he brought it back inside. And so we just have to be on the same page, and we can make that completion happen, and we've done it several times before. So that's something you work on in practice, and and obviously didn't want to throw that interception at that point when we already had points on the board. And then uh, to the – ask your second – what's your second question again? Uh, My question was about the penalties. You all had 10 penalties tonight, a couple of them were personal fouls. How do you make sure that you all clean that up so it doesn't cost you – you know, next week's game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fine line. I mean, you want guys to play with emotion. You want guys to play hard through the whistle. Um, but you, but at the same time, you can't be getting those penalties in the crucial situations. And so, uh, I think Coach Reed does a good job of guys letting guys' personality show. And I think we hold each other accountable. And I mean, guys get unsportsmanlike penalties and and whatever that that is, uh, they hold the, they hold themselves accountable, and they know they don't want to hurt the team. And so, uh, it's something that I, I'm gonna let guys be who they are, and, and they'll hold each other accountable, and we'll and we'll hold each other accountable. The last, Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick. I have two questions as well. My first is, on a last-minute drive like this, do you internally speed up your mind, speed up your clock, or do you try to keep it the same or actually slow it down because, you know, the action can be so frantic? And then, Brad, I'll have a second. Yeah, uh, I, I think it, it, you just be who you are. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you just go about the process of moving the ball down the field. You have to know when you can go over the middle and take completions. You have to know when you need to try to get to the sideline. Uh, and you have to know when to take your shots and when to take the checkdowns. And so uh, – uh, we've been put in these situations before. Coach Reed puts, it, puts us in these situations at practice so that we're ready to go whenever we're presented them. Presented them. And so uh, it's, it's, it's a thing where I have the ultimate confidence in this offense that if we have time on that clock, we're going to find a way to, to, to score some points. And lastly, uh, we know it feels good, honestly, when you, when you throw the touchdown to Travis, but can you just take us through what the feeling is when the ball leaves your hand and you know he's that wide open? Yeah, I mean, I uh, it, it was a play where I was looking at Tyreek, and I was actually, even when I scrambled out to the right, I was going to look back over at Tyreek again, thinking that he might have, have won against his matchup. And uh, I saw the, the safety was running at me, uh, like like I was going to run the ball, and I saw Travis wide open in the end zone. So I just I just tried to put it on him as quick as possible because I, uh, I knew that was, that was the game winner. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Faking a handoff, throwing long, coming near some Tyree Carroll, burning the Broncos, a 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Slant pattern, intercepted at the 40-35, coming to the near side, it's one Thornhill, 10-5. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! That's right, touchdown Kansas City with the voice of Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Is heard on 106.5. The Wolf It's brought to you by Olathe Ford Lincoln. Recap of the scoring in this game. It was the Raiders getting things started early. Three tight end set. They bring Waller in motion. They hand it off. Jacobs on the left side. Plows into the end zone for the touchdown. And the Raiders get a TD on their first drive. 
the Chiefs had contact on Jacobs at the line of scrimmage, but you mentioned his power at 220 pounds and just takes Neiman right into the end zone, and the Raiders score first. Yep. And th- this was concerning. The Raiders were slicing the Chiefs' defense on that, and you're like, oh, man. And we've seen this a lot where the Chiefs fall down then come back and score, but the Raiders, you know, the Chiefs uh, let the Raiders have the ball first. They took the ball first, second half, and Josh Jacobs makes some play or made some plays. This was a six-play, 75-yard drive that took just 335 off the clock. Again, they were slicing and dicing. But you know what? Chiefs, The Chiefs offense was there to play in Las Vegas as well. First down goal to go at the three-yard line. Chiefs down 7-0. A little crisscross action in the backfield. Pass left, Tyreek Hill. The touchdown machine! Touchdown! Kansas City! As he basically just skips his way into the end zone with no Raider in a zip code near him. And the Chiefs answer the Raiders' touchdown with one of their own. So they gave Mahomes a 26-1 touchdown to interception ratio. Tighten your breeze because that's what he did before he hit through 26 touchdowns in his past and before he made his second interception. Pat Mahomes on his MVP rolling. How about Tyreek Hill? That's his fifth touchdown catch in the last three games. It's been absolutely insane what he's doing. But more impressively, these are these long drives from the Chiefs. So the Raiders had a six play, 75 yard drive, 335 off the clock. Well, the Chiefs doubled that time of possession. Chiefs went 14 plays, 85 yards, taking 724 off the clock before Tyree Kill got that touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. So that made the score 7-7. Still in the first quarter, the Raiders would finish it off in style. Three seconds remaining in the quarter. Carr wants to snap it before the end of the quarter, and he's going to throw a fade for Aguilar in the end zone. Wide open, burning Rashad Breland. Touchdown, Raiders. And Breland had kind of fallen down on the play. So then you think, okay, man, neither one of these defenses want to play at this time. That was a seven-play, 60-yard drive, taking just 401 off the clock for the Raiders. Again, slicing and dicing the Chiefs' offense. And at that point, you realized, okay, are we going to see any defense in this game from the Chiefs or the Raiders? Combined... They kind of combined for 61 first downs. Chiefs had 36, tying their career high for the franchise record back in 2004. But as a team, between both teams, they had Raiders had 25 first downs, 61, third in franchise history. They were slicing and dicing, but that made the score 14 to seven. But again, this game was one of those games back and forth. Here's the Chiefs getting on board again. Chiefs trailing 14-7, trying to answer. Single back, there's Edward Tillaire. Handoff, skips to the right side, pushing, pushing, pushing. He's near the end zone and goes down just shy. Now Pringle says he's got a touchdown. They're going to give it to him. Touchdown, Kansas City. Touchdown, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, bouncing off four different Raider hits and just pushing, magnetized toward that end zone. Boy, Edward Delaire was tough to stop, man. He kept spinning, slicing, and dicing. That's why I call him Louisiana Hot Sauce. Guy's from the state of Louisiana, played at LSU. But he's running like Louisiana Hot Sauce. That's his first touchdown on night, a three-yard run. But again, a long drive. Seven plays, 73 yards for the Chiefs, taking just 344. So they're two touchdown drives, 14-play drive, then a seven-play drive, 85 yards, and 7-3. That was the second quarter. Made the score 14 to 14. But I will say this. What happened, what happened here is 
the Raiders were driving, and they got down to the one-yard line. And there was going to be a decision. Kick the field goal or or, or kick, kick the field goal or go for it. I thought it's, they were in a situation they wanted to go for it, but an unsportsmanlike on the Raiders moved the ball 15 yards back. So that was a situation that, well, you had to go ahead and give them the kick. So that's exactly what they did. So we went to halftime with the score 17 to uh, 14 Raiders. Third quarter, the Chiefs had the ball for almost the entire quarter. Raiders had the ball the entire quarter as well. But they touchdown wasn't in the third quarter because guess what? The Chiefs haven't allowed a third quarter touchdown. I get it. It's a stat. They ended up scoring there early in the fourth. The only score of the third quarter was this. Second and 10 at the Raider 14-yard line. Edwards Hilaire, right side run. He's at the 10 at the edge. Five-yard line, diving for the far front pylon. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs have their first lead of the night on an off-tackle run by Clyde Edwards Hilaire of 14 yards. Text the word play to two. Louisiana hot sauces, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's second touchdown. It's a 14-yard run. But check this out, 16 plays, 93 yards taking 8.37 off the clock. The third quarter went by like that. So, the Chiefs have an 85-yard drive, a 73-yard drive, a 93-yard drive. I mean, they were slicing this Raiders defense up the entire game. And, yeah, you can say the Raiders are doing the same thing for the Chiefs, which they were, but this made the game 21-17. But to show you what a back-and-forth game this is, the Raiders – Came right back. Second and goal. They need a hammer here. They bring rugs in motion. They flood the right side. Now they look at a throwback. Now they go middle wide open. It's Darren Waller, and it's the Raiders that start the quarter with a hammer. Well, there were some wide open receivers tonight. Darren Waller with a wide open touchdown. Kelsey later got a wide open touchdown as well. It's like two guys you want to cover are Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. But that touchdown put the Raiders back in the lead 24 to 21. But. The Chiefs, you know, we're going to score again. First and goal, Chiefs at the six-yard line. Quick toss, Le'Veon Bell's got the edge inside the five. Le'Veon Bell, touchdown, Kansas City. His first touchdown as a Chief on the quick toss. And the left side of the offensive line just blew up the right side of the Raiders' defense. The Chiefs regain the lead. Le'Veon Bell's first touchdown as a Chief. He really showed that patience waiting to set up his blocks, then a little bit of power to get in the end zone. Check this out. 12 plays, 91 yards on that drive, taking 539. So, to recap, an 85-yard drive, a 73-yard drive, a 93-yard drive, a 91-yard drive. These weren't cheap touchdowns by the offense. They were manufacturing them, driving them down. Again, the biggest play of the game was 22 yards later on a pass to Travis Kelsey. It was the two tight ends making the difference in this game. Well, it looked like the Raiders, Jason Witten, who's played in the NFL for 50 years, plus been in the NFL uh, by the night booth. I kid, he hasn't played for 50 years, but it looked like it. Tano Passigno was trying to cover Jason Witten, but Witten got a touchdown. Three tight ends all to the right side, accordion fashion. They're going to fake an end around. Carr wants a throwback. He's got all kinds of time. Now the Chiefs trying to pressure him with Nott. He fires for the end zone. Caught. Jason Witten, touchdown. Raiders at 143 to go. 
all kinds of time. And Jason Witten, of all people, 17-year veteran, his 74th touchdown after 16 years in Dallas, gives the Raiders a 30-28 to lead at 143 to go in regulation. <laughs> Kramer, you're, what, six years older? Do you were six when Jason Witten started playing? So you're in kindergarten, first grade, something like that? Yes. Unbelievable. But you know what, though? That play with that drive was impressive, too. That was 12 plays, 75 yards for the Raiders. Now, it was one of the situations at the end. You're thinking, man, should the Chiefs just let them score? But Andy Reid's like, no, no. We got plenty of time. We got timeouts. You know, we'll see if the defense can make a stop, which you never know. Maybe they would or maybe they wouldn't. But but that was 143. All right, so you get Pat Mahomes now, 143 on the clock, and a timeout. What the hell else did you expect but this? 34 seconds to go in regulation. Robinson Hardman to the right along with Kelsey. Darrell Williams, the lone setback. Raiders rush four. Mahomes retreats. Steps up into the pocket. He throws it late for the end zone. Kelsey wide open. Touchdown, Kansas City. Why not? Mahomes to Kelsey again to take the lead on a 22-yard touchdown pass with 28 seconds to go in regulation. That would be the final score in the game, 35-31. to 22-yard pass. That was the biggest play of the game for the Chiefs, the 22-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey that's been absolutely sensational. The last couple of games, Kelsey now 26 catches, 395 yards and two touchdowns his last three games. But that 75 yard drive by Mahomes, a minute 15 off the clock, then to ice the game. Who else? Again, the Raiders must have a touchdown. They trail by four. They're 75 yards away. 28 seconds to go in the game. Can the Chiefs get any pressure at all on Carr? He floats a pass left side. Intercepted! Dirty Dan Sorensen up the sideline and slides to a stop. And the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get a hard-fought victory in the desert as Carr throws only his third interception this season, two against the Chiefs. That's the difference between a quarterback that wins and a quarterback that loses. He throws the pick. But that's the touchdown Kansas City with Mitch Holtis, brought to you by Olathe Ford. Lincoln. Our phone number, 913-576-7610. Our text line, 913-576-7610. We'll hear from Andy Reid when we come back. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. And welcome back. I'm Jay Binkley, produced by uh, Kramer Sansone. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show continues as the Chiefs get the win in Las Vegas against the Raiders, 35-31. to Back-to-back games, the Chiefs have given up over 30 points. This team was seventh in the NFL in points against, 20.8. Going in the night, but they've scored at least 30 points in seven of their 10 games. As a matter of fact, they were tied with the Seahawks coming in tonight. Scoring 31.8 points per game. So this offense is on point. It's creative. Everybody's talking about Andy Reid's play calling. It's unbelievable. Speaking of Andy Reid, let's hear what Big Red had to say after this game. Of course, every time we go inside that locker room, it's brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. 
Here's Big Red after the nice Chiefs victory. Well, look, I'm a heck of a football game. Um, really, with the exception of Pringle, um, who hurt his left ankle. So um, besides that, I really don't have anything for you. Uh, and he came back in. So we're, we're, okay, are we good? Um, <clears throat> I'm proud of our football team and the job that they did. Uh, reach it now when needed. And um, against a good football team. Listen, John and Mike have done a, a great job of putting this crew together here with the change of coming to Vegas. Um, I mean, they got this beautiful facility and, and uh, I think it's just good. It's good for the national football league. It's uh, the rivalry between the Raiders and the chiefs, I think is a great thing uh, for football. And um, it, it's great to be a part of it. And I, I know that team's well coached and I know they've got good players. And so I look forward to <clears throat> more future <clears throat> challenges like uh, the one that they they presented here the last couple times we played them. Anyways, with that, time's yours. Let's go first to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, I'm going to ask you about the defense. Um, is there a common denominator tonight in uh, kind of the problems that unit had? You only got two stops uh, on that side of the ball. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, it was, it was, they're talented, and um, – you know, you got to be able to get pressure on the quarterback, all those things that, and tighten things up on the back end, but they're talented. I mean, they've got, they've got a good offense and, and, uh, and so you're going to give up some yards and the important thing is that you hang with it in games like this. Um, and, and you bear down <clears throat> the best you can as time goes on. So, I mean, that's, that's what we did. And it was a pretty equally matched game back and forth. Um, you know, on the defense, they bared down when, when needed most, and uh, that was important. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, sticking with the defensive theme, it, it seemed like Juan Thornhill would, it seemed like he was maybe rotated in. Was he hurt early in the game, or, or was that part of the plan? No, that was part of the plan, Herbie. Um, you know, he, he's a situational guy right now, and um, we're just kind of bringing him back slowly. So that's what, that's what we're doing. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, can you take us through the last touchdown drive? What uh, what uh, you guys well, obviously you're trying to score a touchdown, but the, getting that completion on first down was that kind of the key to getting the ball rolling there? Yeah, you, well, you always want you always want to try to do that if you're going to throw the ball. You want to try to get yards on your first play and and uh, make it a positive play, and we were able to do that. Um, you know, we had a little bit of field there that we had to drive to to get ourselves in position. Uh, and then, listen, the guys had to reach down and, and, and gut it up a little bit, <clears throat> the receivers, tight end, so on. Uh, I mean, that's a uh, – they put a lot of mileage in before they got to that spot and in the game, and, and they were able to reach deep and, and, and even take it a little bit deeper. We, we knew points were important. I mean, a field goal ties it up, so uh, any form, uh, we, we know – uh, we knew where it was important. So, uh, but you want to score a touchdown if you can. And, um, you know, so we, we were able to do that. Um, I thought, you know, I thought the coaches did a nice job, EB and uh, Mike Kafka and, and uh, Joe Blameyer of, of uh, uh, orchestrating that and working, working plays. Everybody, we all have our different things that we're in charge of. And, and uh, those guys, Bear down and, and really brought up some good things there. Next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. 
Hey, Andy, wanted to ask you about the drive as well to end the game. Um, so much of a fourth quarter drive comes down to the quarterback knowing every scenario, every variable. Just where do you think Patrick has improved when knowing that he only has 143 and a timeout to work with and are able to still get a touchdown? Well, listen, uh, uh, I'd take him over everybody, uh, and I'm lucky to have him. So uh, as we are as a football team, as we are as a city, and uh, I know we're all proud of him and the way he goes about his business. So, <clears throat> uh, and, and when you're behind, um, he can make things happen, and he sees. He's got great vision. He's got guys that believe in him around him and work like crazy to get themselves open. And, uh, again, this is against a good football team, so our guys – you know, uh, like I said, I mean, I'm proud of the way they handled this. This thing could have easily gone the other way, and it it didn't. And uh, it's because they bared down. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, on the Raiders' last drive before Jason Witten's penalty, uh, I'm curious what your philosophy is on on letting teams score and, and looking at the time and that sort of thing. Was there any any thought to letting them score or playing that out? I've got Pat Mahomes, so I, I I know you give me a minute and a half, and I'm pretty good right there, you know. So uh, we can roll. Um, <clears throat> but I, I mean, there's a time and a place for that. That that wasn't the situation um, for it, but um, I thought we had plenty of time. Uh, you know, now if we didn't have enough time, I'd be sitting here probably telling you something different. But I thought we had enough time there to get get rolling. <clears throat> got time for a couple more. We'll go Sam and then Pete. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy, um, wanted to ask you a couple quick things. Uh, Travis has touched the, the final play of the game. Uh, is that the way you expected that play to open up? Was that the number one option on that play? Okay, so I think this is what you said. You were cutting out just a little bit. So it was Pat, was uh, Travis the number one option on the play? Yeah. Um, Tyreek was the number one option, and then back to back to Trav. So it's kind of depending on what they did and how they pushed, then it, then it came back to Trav. go last to Pete Sweeney. Good Pete. Hey coach, congratulations on on the win in the the game plan and just want to go back to your timeout with 153 left. Um how comfortable do you feel even in that situation which is which is dire given the fact that you know you're going to be going to Patrick Mahomes in the offense that you've built um when you have one and change to go. Yeah, I mean I was okay with that. I the timeout I used was not because of a time issue on the clock or anything. I that we we're tired, and so sometimes you use those things that you you bank these so that you can use them uh, when needed um, if the guys are gassed a little bit. I mean, we had we still had plays in our hurry up that we could use, but let's get a good play. Let's give our guys a blow, and then we roll from there. There's Andy Reid. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. And Andy Reid, just his creativity is insane. And I know the players in Mahomes practice things, you know, before practice and be enemy and Reid will put them in the playbook. And the, that was called slot machine, right? Where Mahomes goes in motion. Cause remember Ferrari, right? That's where Mahomes goes in motion, gets the snap, throws the football. Well, slot machine, right? Was Pat Mahomes going in motion, Kelsey getting the ball, underhanding it to uh, underhand passing it to Byron Pringle. Did not score a touchdown. Had it did, that play would live in lore from Kansas City Chiefs fans as well. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, though, big game for him. Two touchdowns, 
for Louisiana hot sauce tonight, 69 yards rushing. And not only that, you heard the stories. They talked about it. You know, he, Le'Veon Bell gave him a call before he comes to Kansas City, which is a class move. Hey, is, is it okay if I come to Kansas City? Yeah, I welcome it in. So Clyde had given that. So I thought it was a class move on both guys in that situation. But regardless, here's Clyde after the game. Hey, Clyde, congratulations on the win. I got to ask you about that final drive, too, watching Patrick Mahomes work. Uh, just kind of your overall thoughts watching uh, a maestro at his perfecting his craft, really. Man, the only thing that I that I said to Doran Thompson the whole time they was going down that drive was, man, we have Patrick Mahomes. I'm not worried about anything. So, uh, I mean, that, that, that goes to show you just the confidence. Uh, I mean, just, just knowing, you know, the, the guys we have on the field, just knowing the game plan, knowing – the things that we're going to call and, and, and execute is going to is going to ultimately win the game for us in in that time. So it was a it was a it was great seeing it from the side. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Clyde, congratulations on the win. This is the most comfortable and smooth that you looked probably since Buffalo. Just what went into and 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 you working so well like that? You know, just just me ultimately just telling myself just to play my game and, and be myself and. Uh, you know, we talked about it last interview, just some of the things that, that I needed to do uh, that I felt that, that I needed to work on. And uh, I, composure was, was kind of one of them, just, just, you know, on the outside, just showing that, man, this is where you need to be and, and play like it. So uh, if you've seen it, I feel like everybody else seen it. Uh, if I felt comfortable out there. So I feel like I did my job. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Clyde, I know we talked to you uh, a little bit ago about where is, you being a part of it now in your first year. Can you explain just what the energy was and sort of the contentiousness between both teams and what the energy was like, particularly late in the fourth quarter? Uh, from, the, from the beginning, man, the energy was uh, – I, I can just say you can you, – you pretty much can cut the tension in the air. Um, you know, some of the leaders on our team – uh, Trav, Pat, you know, Fish, just being, just being vocal and just letting us know, man, uh, this is, this is, this is why we do it. This is uh, just that feeling that you get on that sideline. It's, it's, it's really hard to explain, but if you, if you could put on that helmet and, and put on that jersey and then just understand that, you know, those, those people on the other sideline, um, you know, they, they want to embarrass you and they, and they want to do things to embarrass your team, and you need to be able to defend you and your brothers, and, and that's, that's just how we, that's how we look at it, and that's how we go out and play. Go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Clyde. I think I counted 26 touches altogether out of the running back group tonight. Was there more of an effort this week to the, you know, in the game plan, putting it together, to either say that you'd want to be able to establish the run and get some things done? And, and did you need a game like this to just really, you know, give the group some confidence going forward? Um, we knew we needed to, uh, you know, get the get the ball in the get the ball in the running back room just to just to kind of throw everything off. Being able to distribute the ball is is the reason why we are the we are the Chiefs. Um, you know, we can run the ball, we can pass the ball, we can do anything that we want with the ball on the offense. So, being able to have that as a luxury, being able to run the ball at will, and and being able to pass the ball whenever we need to keeps the defense guessing. So, um, I would say, uh, yeah, we we felt like we needed a game like this to come. But, uh, you know, and it, it's all of it is just based off the game plan and, and how how things are going on the field. Clyde Edwards, Alaire, 69 yards rushing tonight, two touchdowns for Clyde. Those trips inside the locker room brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 19. 19- 
67. So it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. They're seven and three. So, you know, not going to get our chance to play the Steelers this year. Well, in the postseason, it's going to be Kansas City and Pittsburgh. I believe they're the two best teams in the NFL, but also my top five resides the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As far as power rankings, the most power rankings you will see, you will see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chiefs in the in the top three, top four, top five at least in the NFL as far as power rankings. It's going to be Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. It's a beautiful thing that we're about to see. But I will say this. It's about what the Kansas City Chiefs did tonight. It was adversity. The Raiders were bringing it, man. They were bringing it. They're six and four. But their defense was really bad tonight, too. Worse than the Chiefs. They gave 100 more yards than the Chiefs did. And Patrick Mahomes just sliced him and diced him. It's got to be a concern thinking, man, this guy got to figure out how to stop Patrick Mahomes. Well, Andy Reid now 30 and four against the division since 2015. 18 and three. In revenge games, 19-3 after bye weeks, and the Chiefs beat the Raiders for the 66th time in history. Their most wins against any opponent here, the 121st meeting between the Chiefs and the Raiders. Big thanks to Pete Sweeney, Editor-in-Chief, ArrowheadPride.com, joining us. Thanks to the Chiefs um, silent reporter, Josh Klingler. Kramer Sansone, awesome job tonight. I'm Jay Binkley. Kramer and I will see you in about three hours. Good night, Kansas City.